Hello, witches and listeners. Thank you for joining the podcast for Witchery in the Moon. Witchery in the Moon provides a safe haven for all people under the moon. Everyone is welcome. There is no room in our sacred circle for ageism, sexism, racism, fascism, xenophobia, homophobia, or transphobia. I'd like to welcome you to please join our sacred circle as we discuss tarot, witchery, the moon, magic, myth, and folklore with your host, Devi, and a series of special guests. Thank you for listening, and stay sacred. Hello, listeners. I just wanted to briefly tell you about a few workshops that I have coming up. The first workshop is Candle Magic on February 28th. This is a workshop where you will learn the ins and outs of working with candle magic for setting intentions for things you wish to bring into your life, as well as for removing things that no longer serve you purpose. This is a hands-on group workshop that is a lot of fun. The second workshop is my Maiden Beginner Level Witchery on March 7th. This workshop is designed for baby witches who maybe aren't sure where to start as well a nice refresher for those who already practice. You will learn history, myths about witchery, goals of a modern witch, what it means to be a modern witch, and so much more. This workshop ends with a hands-on sigil-making exercise. Sigils are symbols and talismans or amulets that we can carry with us wherever we go to protect us and to manifest and attract abundance in our lives. The third workshop is Tarot 101, a beginner tarot course on March 14th. This is the perfect workshop for people curious about tarot and wanting to learn how to use it daily for themselves and also to read for others. This workshop is designed to give you the confidence that you need to dive into the cards. I give you several tips and tricks to make learning the tarot easy and fun. You will learn the origins of tarot, how it works, myths, what the hard cards mean, what the shadow side of a card means, how to shuffle, and so much more. This workshop also ends with some hands-on exercises to build your confidence and trust in yourself and your ability to read the cards. The final thing I would mention here is I have a Patreon coven I dedicated to learning and practicing tarot and witchery. There are three tiers starting as low as five euros per month. The benefit of joining my Patreon is you have access to an online platform to discuss tarot and witchery with other witches. You will receive sigil magic, tower readings, weekly cards, monthly messages, and a really nice discount off anything on my website at any time. So, dear listeners, thank you again for joining me here on the Witchery in the Moon podcast. You can also find me on Instagram or Facebook. I will leave links to the workshops and all the ways you can find me in the show notes. Stay sacred. Hello, listeners. Welcome, and thank you for joining and listening to my first podcast. This first episode is my history, a trip down memory lane for me as I went deep into the vaults of my mind to share with you my journey from a teenage witch to present day. I'm not sharing my history with you for egotistical reasons. 
I'm sharing it because I want other baby witches or experienced witches to know that any challenges we face in life can shape us into better people. I share my history with you today because I'm hoping that I might inspire and encourage you listeners. I want to eradicate the shame and fear that some people might be feeling around the practice of witchery. Perhaps some of you have a similar story to me. Perhaps some of you can relate. I think that when we open up and tell our histories, it creates a safe space for other people to come forward and talk about their spiritual evolution. So, here we go. Where do I begin? I wouldn't say that my life history is very complicated. I grew up in a small town in British Columbia, Canada. I had a healthy childhood, lots of time spent playing outdoors and in nature exploring. Gazing up at the moon and the stars through my dad's DIY telescope, which actually was so much more than DIY, one could see the rings of Saturn and the red eye of Jupiter and its four moons. High school was a struggle, but I mean, come on, what teenager doesn't struggle? I had my fair share of heartbreak and bullies, but I can only look back on my past and my experiences like looking at the Six of Cups tarot and think about how my colorful past has given me strong roots and shaped me into the human being that I am today. My parents provided my brother and I with everything we could have wanted. I got ballet lessons, figure skating lessons, soccer and swimming lessons. Good grades in high school eventually led to a university education. I studied visual arts at Simon Fraser University where I graduated with a major in visual arts. I then went on to the University of BC to further study costuming, which pushed me in the direction of working in the Vancouver film industry for nearly 12 years. My career as a costumer in the film industry eventually filled me with great dissatisfaction. The job that I had poured my heart into had started to disturb me on so many levels. I had become completely disenchanted with it. Also, somewhere during this time, I experienced my first big heartbreak. Three of swords, tarot, and actions in every possible way. As well, I was bullied again, and I felt trapped in a job I imagined would eat me alive sooner or later. So what did I do? Naturally, one moves to Berlin. Um, so I moved to Berlin. Um, yeah, some might think I was running away from something, but I was running to something something big. Even though I didn't know what it was at the time, I just knew it was something I had to do. So one year in Berlin with no attachments, no job, no home, just me and my camera. That was in 2011. And guess what? I'm still in Berlin. Only now I have a job and I have my own flat and I'm running my own professional tower reading business and witchery school called Witchery and the Moon. Well, let's go back to high school, just for a second. Well, I mean, nobody really wants to go back to high school, but I think it's better if I start my witchy history from there. I was 14 years old. I remember I had a really cool English teacher who opened my mind to the world of science fiction and dystopian futures. I lost myself in the pages of authors like George Orwell, John Wyndham, Aldous Huxley, Philip K. Dick, and Margaret Atwood, just to name a few. Of course, this eventually led to fantasy, 
Marion Zimmer Bradley, Storm Constantine, and naturally, Anne Rice. Did it start here? Perhaps. But this for sure had some major influence. So I'm just going to make a little side note here. I would briefly interject that I had also discovered the world of goth and punk music. There would be punk kids walking down the halls, wearing the Cure t-shirts, tight leggings, pike shoes, listening to Susie and the Banshees or Skinny Puppy, and I just had to know what that was. They were dark and mysterious, and I loved a mystery. My parents weren't particularly religious. Although my mother was baptized Catholic, as was I, we never attended church as a family. I did go to a Mennonite church a couple of times, but that was with a friend and her family who lived across the street. And to be honest, I just went with her because I wanted to eat the church food, and it was really good. My father was spiritual and practiced Ekankar, the main beliefs being soul travel or astral projection, karma, and reincarnation. I'll leave a link to Wikipedia on that topic in the show notes for anyone else curious for more information. Were my dad's beliefs the reason why my fascination with spirituality developed? Most definitely another reason. However, I didn't follow his practice. I found it interesting, this idea of karma, paying attention to our dreams, and this idea of astral travel, but it wasn't for me. I was hanging out with a very experimental group of kids in high school. We would construct and use our own DIY Ouija boards and play a game that we called the fainting game. The fainting game involved gently pressing on the windpipe to cut off airflow and cause a blackout. Yeah, stupid, I know, don't judge me. Kids are stupid. They do and say stupid things all the time. However, what we realized was that this created an out-of-body experience. And this, I believe, was my first taste at experiencing something otherworldly that was unexplainable. It was mysterious. And like I said before, I love a mystery. My experience with Ouija boards was short-lived. Played with it enough to have a semi-good time, but then weird stuff just kept happening. The last time my fingers ever touched a planchette was after contacting a spirit that was so angry, this session ended with the glass table we were playing on exploding into jagged fragments. Yeah, I know, probably sounds like a BS story, but there were five other people in that room with me and they would all say the same thing. Then, of course, there are ghost stories. Everyone loves a good ghost story, and everyone has a story to share. My BFF in the early years of high school lived in a haunted house. Doors and cupboards would open and close all the time. Things would move. The TV would turn on and off. We would see lights and orbs in the nighttime floating in her bedroom. At this point, I'd had so many external factors influence my belief in the fact that there is something else out there, something intangible, something immaterial, something bigger than all of us. I just didn't have the capacity in those early years to understand what it was, and I was afraid. I think around the age of 16, I received my first set of tarot cards from a friend. The Enchanted Tarot a beautiful set of cards with lush collage imagery made of tapestry, silk, lace, and satin. I still have this deck today, and it is such a beautiful gift that opened a world to me that I will never forget. So I have to thank you, dear Polly Pocket, for opening that world to me. 
Next was a trip to the local bookstore to find myself some books on witchery. I would stay there for ages, flipping through the pages, trying to find the right book to buy. I was so overwhelmed, I did not know where to start. Everyone had their own opinion, and at that young age, I really didn't know the best path for me at that time. I set up my first altar, played with magic, love spells, money spells, without guidance, and I always had this nagging feeling that I was doing something wrong. So enter the moon tarot, self-doubt, superstitious fear. I hadn't learned anything about intention setting yet. Of course, I had my dad, who I could have turned to in this situation, but my fear was wed to shame. I felt it was something that I should hide because the stigma around witchery was still loaded with negativity and many considered it evil. I had seen too many movies, read too many comics, read too much history, and was greatly misinformed about what witchery, in fact, was all about. I played with the tarot cards. I read for myself. I read for friends. But even back then, the message of tarot was very boxed in, misogynistic, and narrow-minded. But how would a 16-year-old know that? I just followed blindly, trusting in what I read. After some time, the self-doubt and fear and magic, the dark cards of the tarot, the ghosts and the Ouija experience were damaging enough for me to put all of these ideas of spirituality to the side. So into the broom closet I went. Let's fast forward four years. Totally punk goth, 20 years old, first year of university. I studied art, archaeology, anthropology, and religion. I haven't completely put the idea of witchery out of my mind, so I decided to register for courses on religion to have a better, unbiased understanding of my interest in the spiritual. Lucky for me, my instructor was very open-minded and explained to me what I wish I had learned when I was 16. My mind was now put at ease, and my fears had more or less vanished. I was curious and confident to try again, so I stepped out of the broom closet. The university bookstore had a beautiful selection on witchery and spirituality, so my bookshelf was starting to really fill out. I met a group of people who I connected with on the same level, so I finally felt like I'd found my community. I still had some lingering insecurities about what I was doing, but the fact that I had people around me that I could turn to for support and talk to was enough. Sadly, then the crew I was hanging around with in my 20s had dissolved because there was a lack of trust and respect. So I decided to become a solitary practitioner. Back in the broom closet I go. Another four years later, 24 years old, finished university, working in a record shop, working in a vintage clothing shop, trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing with my life. Now I've met a lot of new people and have discovered that we are all of the same mind in terms of witchery, and so we create our first coven. This was a really great experience for me. We found a fairy ring and we could celebrate sabbats when the weather was nice. We talked about our experiences. We leaned on each other for guidance and support until... Unfortunately, one of the members started to behave in a very structured, rigid, controlling manner, and that in turn dissolved the coven. So I returned to being a solitary practitioner, and I would only talk about this to a trusted handful of friends, 
but I was okay with that. So now I'm going to jump ahead 15 years because I don't have so much to say about my spiritual practice during this time. I wasn't as dedicated as I feel I should have been, but I still read tarot cards for myself and others. I performed ritual and spellcraft, and I worked with the phases of the moon. I just kept it to myself. I think at this point in my history, it might be good to mention that spiritual practice or witchery bends with time. I don't believe there is a linear time structure. Yes, I realized from an early age that I was a spiritual creature. However, was I diligently practicing every day from the moment I realized this at the age of 14? Of course not. Had my beliefs wavered? In some respects, yes, they had. But I knew it was my path. I just had to find the confidence of the strength tarot card and go in the right direction with the chariot tarot card. Never feel bad for taking a break. And don't believe anyone who says that you aren't a true witch if you take a break. To me, the definition of a modern witch is anyone, gender aside, who uses their intuition to set intentions and attract abundance in their life. Anyone who uses their higher power to evolve and do good. Anyone who has a healthy ego for authenticity and structures their belief system into one that uplifts themselves and the people around them. Your spiritual path and journey is yours. It happens when and how it's meant to happen. Okay, so I've almost caught you up to the present day. There's just one more point in my story that I feel is very important to address. But I thank you so much for listening this far. Nearly six years ago, I experienced the second and third biggest heartbreaks in my life. Now we're talking five of cups, tarot, grief, and disappointment combined with the ten of swords rock bottom. It can't get any worse than this, and I'm throwing a pity party for one. This was my turning point. I don't find it necessary to divulge the details of the situation, but what I do find necessary to mention is the effect it had on my mind and my body. The stress created by this situation really took a toll on my body to the point that I had dropped from 120 pounds to 90 pounds in about a month. And the strangest thing was, I hadn't changed my eating routine, yet somehow my body was consuming itself. I looked like a skeleton, I wasn't sleeping, and when I did, I was having nightmares. I was obsessing over things that I really needed to let go of. I was feeling very weak, and very vulnerable. It was around this time that I found a woman on Instagram, a witch from New England. Her account was so beautiful, her images, the creativity that went into all of the things she was making, her message, her empathy, I was immediately drawn to her. Unfortunately, I can't seem to find her on Instagram anymore. I've noticed over the past years she comes and goes, and for the moment she seems to be gone. She was kind enough to write with me through this time. A perfect stranger. Can you imagine that? It was amazing. She listened to me and she offered me her guidance. She talked about her practice and she talked about the things that she would do to overcome grief and sadness. And then something in me snapped. Something clicked. I pulled out my book of shadows and I gave it a complete overhaul. I rewrote the entire book. 
I filled it with all of these ideas of this beautiful new practice that I would create for myself. And I threw myself into it. I labored over this book for months. And this is what saved me from my grief and my sadness. Now, one might think I was avoiding the topic, but that wasn't the case. This was my therapy. This was my way of dealing with my grief. I had found a way to bring happiness into my life, to see the abundance that I had, and the ability to move on from the situation that I could in time learn from and evolve out of. So let's cue the death card here now. Gotta let that shit go. Make space for something new to grow and flourish. I've learned a lot about myself over the past six years and this growth and development has expanded and opened my heart to trust and connect with my source, my spirit, in other words, the power within me. I am part of the collective consciousness. I discovered the Hierophant as my spirit card. If you want to learn about finding your spirit card, I will leave a link in the show notes to my website where you can book a reading from me. The Hierophant is the mentor or guide connecting spirit to the people. They are the keeper of the keys to knowledge. We need to work together and work hard to educate ourselves and spread our knowledge so the world can function in harmony. This is my life purpose. This is the reason why I'm here. I fought against it for a long time, but now I understand and I accept I must do the work of the Hierophant. And since I'm on the topic of the Hierophant, and it is the Hierophant year, I wanted to quickly get into the shadow side or the reverse meaning of the card. This is also a card about belief systems, social structures, and traditions. We need to pay attention to the shadow side of the card because there may be themes of rigidity, conservatism, totalitarianism, church and state, hate crimes, toxic beliefs, human violations, hollow leaders, greed, exploitation, and power mongers. Did you get all of that? Should I give you a second to write it all down? Okay. When we keep all of this in mind, we can collectively work together and find support systems and be support systems. We must be introspective so we don't consciously or subconsciously feed into and support these negative, hateful, unproductive things. We must find ways to deprogram capitalistic greed and behavior. So take your dreams and goals seriously. You are whole. You are worth it. Don't be brainwashed. Get the facts and spread the truth. We all need to do the work of the Hierophant, especially this year. I'll return now to my herstory. My personal practice today means being devoted to the divine feminine, honoring the goddess within and without, working with the many faces of the moon and the changes of the season known as the wheel of the year. I use ritual and spellcraft for empowerment alongside tarot for divination, clarity, finding answers to difficult questions, finding connection with ourselves and the world around us. I also recently started using the healing energy of Reiki daily with breath work and meditation little confession, I gotta say, therapy also doesn't hurt. This is where the shadow work happens. 
Having the support of a professional therapist and the group I meet every week has given me a support system I hadn't actually realized I needed. I wish I'd had the courage to start six years ago. But it's the wheel of fortune at play here. Have to trust the process. My therapy six years ago was throwing myself back into witchery, and that's what I needed then. But this is now, so let's go back to the Six of Cups. My roots, my experiences, my acquired knowledge. Here's the thing, people. No one is perfect. We are in a constant state of evolution. We are fluid. We wax and wane like the faces of the moon. The important thing is that we learn from our lessons. We learn from our mistakes. I actually don't even like using that word because I don't think we make mistakes in life. I think we make choices for reasons and each choice has an outcome. It's what we do with the outcome in the end that matters. We need to use our experiences for empowerment. The image of the witch has persisted over centuries as a representation of female empowerment. We may be seen as outsiders with otherworldly power or people representing challenges to the patriarchal narratives. In today's society, more and more people are discovering the positives of witchery based on ideas of connection with community, working with and respecting nature, and personal development. What I love right now so much is that the image of the witch is taking a new shape as we watch people take to the streets in masses defending their gender, their politics, their sexuality, or their environmental health. This is a huge statement of strength and empowerment making space for the idea that the image of the witch is inclusive and intersectional. This is such an inspiration for me to see so many people standing together, and this is why I created Witchery in the Moon. It's my professional tarot card reading business and school of witchery. I wanted to provide a safe haven for all people under the moon. There is no room in my sacred circle for ageism, sexism, racism, fascism, xenophobia, homophobia, or transphobia. We must stand unified and work collectively for equality, liberty, and the protection of everyone and everything on this planet. So witches, I think I'll end my first podcast here and thank you for joining me on my journey from a teenage witch to witchery in the moon. I am 100% unapologetically out of the broom closet. So I thank you and stay sacred. So I'm back again briefly because I just wanted to talk about how serendipitous life can be. The New England witch, who I mentioned in my podcast, just posted on Instagram for the first time since November. And I find this so crazy and ironic because I literally just uploaded my podcast about 20 minutes ago. And as soon as my, I opened my Instagram account, there she was with a post. So um, her name is Wildcraft Witch. On Instagram, I will leave a link in the show notes to her account if you should like to follow her and see what she's about. And I would like to thank you very much, Wildcraft Witch, for the support that you gave me in a time when I really needed support. Um, you helped me pick up my life and put it back together in a spiritual direction, and I am eternally grateful for that. So thank you. 
And with that being said, I wish everybody uh, a nice evening and stay sacred. Dear listeners, thank you for joining me today. This podcast would not be possible without your support, so I thank you. Members of my Patreon coven have access to all sorts of magical goodies and assistance throughout the year. You can subscribe for as little as 5 euros per month. The top tier is the Coven Supreme, priced at 30 euros per month. You will get sigil magic, tips and tricks, a weekly tarot card, a monthly message from tarot, a 20-minute consultation with me, my three-card reading called Total Lunar Eclipse, which is valued at 35 euros, access to the online coven community I have created for all of you lovely witches, as well as an 18% discount off any booking or workshop with me at any time. I look forward to meeting you there. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today and want to help keep me on the air, please take some time to leave five stars and a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. Another thing that would be so lovely is if you would share my podcast on social media. All of this will make such a huge difference and it will help others who need and want this kind of witchy content to find me. Thank you for your constant and loving support. Stay sacred.